hey, good looking. You know, society and we as people place a lot of emphasis on outward beauty. We all want to look good and we feel better psychologically when we feel like we look good. There's whole industries uh, devoted to the outward beauty of men and women and teens. There's the fashion industry, the makeup industry, um, false eyelashes, concealer, you know, skin tightening cream, uh, anti-aging cream, uh, all about, you know, making your hair look right, your clothes. Uh, there's YouTube stars who have hundreds of thousands and even millions of followers that they're just uh, solely based on how to do your makeup, how to do your hair, how to dress right. Uh, there's waxing, laser treatments, uh, uh, sun tanning or tanning salons, pedicures, manicures, collagen fillers for wrinkles and to make your lips puffier. There's Botox. There's even removing excess fat by liposuction or, or, or by freezing it. But really, in the scheme of things, how important is outward beauty? You know, we've all known someone, say, in high school that was just drop-dead gorgeous or, or, or uh, so handsome that, you know, just it was just unbelievable. But then you see them 20 or 30 years later, and they look, uh, they don't look the same. <laughs> Let's put it that way. They no longer have those kind of, that outward beauty going for them. And then we've also seen uh, people, I'm sure we all have, you know, or been that way ourselves, that in high school, we looked kind of frumpy or dumpy or, or uh, kind of gaudy or gawky looking. But then by the time we got in our 30s or 40s, just totally looked different. It looked like you know, even see people who looked um, not so pleasant in high school, but, you know, by the time they get in their 30s or 40s, they look like a movie star or model. But, you know, outward beauty is just temporary and it fades away. Everybody ages. Everybody has aging things happen in, in them. <clears throat> or sometimes people have an accident or get scarred. And if we put our confidence in outward beauty, we will always be disappointed. You know, a lot of times people fall in love based on people's outward beauty or their looks. And then they find out once they get married that that person has no inward beauty and they're miserable to live with. Um, I've also been really astonished that, you know, occasionally there'll be a man that is married to a very uh, nice looking woman, but he uh, just ditches that nice looking woman for someone, um, someone who maybe has inward beauty and doesn't look as beautiful, but, but they're much more beautiful on the inside. It turns out that um, our inward beauty is much more meaningful and attractive and pleasing to people and also to God, and most importantly to God. In 1 Peter 3, verse 3, in the, uh, the Living Bible, it says, Don't be concerned about the outward beauty that depends on jewelry or beautiful clothes or hair arrangement. Be beautiful inside, in your hearts, with the lasting charm of a gentle and quiet spirit that is so precious to God. That kind of deep beauty was seen in the saintly women of God who trusted God, saintly women of old who trusted God. And in Matthew 23, verse 30, uh, 27, in the NIV Bible, it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, 
which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, are beautiful, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. So we can see in these two scriptures that what we are on the inside is much more important than what's on the outside. And we can do a lot of fake things on the outside, but we can't do a lot of fake things on the inside. We, we are who we are, and um, what we are on the inside always shows through. Many times we can give our, our uh, ourselves a beauty treatment on the outside, hair color, facial, or something like that. But more importantly, we need to make sure that our insides are beautiful. Um, there's something very remarkable about a person who's beautiful on the inside. It's just totally remarkable. That always makes them more beautiful on the outside. So let's look at some things that the Bible says make us downright ugly. <laughs> you know, ugly means hard on the eyes. Uh, some slang for ugly is donkey-faced, hit with an ugly stick, ugly as sin have a face fit for the radio or coyote ugly. Now these things that I'm talking about make your insides that ugly and it eventually shows on the outside. These are things from the Bible. Um, immoral, loose or seductive, someone having no discretion, someone who is rebellious or involved in witchcraft, which is really um, making your will trying to manipulate people to have them follow your will. And that happens a lot in marriages. Uh, quarrelsome, strife, stubbornness, idolatry, someone who tempts others to do evil. Examples in the Bible are like Job's wife or Delilah with Samson and Delilah, uh, Jezebel, Eve, um, nagging, being manipulative, having evil thinking or delighting in evil, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, rudeness, envy, jealousy, slander, gossip. It's a long list, isn't it? But these are all things that actually all of us have to deal with some of these from time to time. Arrogance, boastfulness, pride, being conceited, Folly, foolishness, senselessness, heartless, ruthless, approve of those who do wrong, being full of evil, wickedness, self-seeking, self-ambition, being easily, easily angered or having fits of rage, keeps records of, of wrongs done to them or in other words, they are, uh, don't forgive people, hatred, drunkenness, disorder, idleness in words, in in actions, or in ideas. And the Bible has bad things to say about all those qualities. And if you have those qualities working on the inside of you, you have something ugly going on on the inside of you. Now, the things that the Bible says are, are beautiful about a person or attractive, makes them handsome or admirable, are submission to those in authority, purity, reverence, having a gentle and quiet spirit, humility, not given to fear, being full of wisdom, being full of love, 
and joy and peace and patience and kindness, dignity, gentleness, self-control, being full of goodness, good behavior and good deeds, being faithful, being a hard worker, opening our hands to the poor and extending our hands to the needy, being full of strength, when you can laugh at the days to come, a person who watches over their affairs, who fears the Lord, who is merciful, and who is a peacemaker. So I want to ask you a question today. Do you have ugly insides or, uh, or beautiful insides? Or do you need a makeover? If you need a makeover, here's some makeover tips for you. First of all, to have be beautiful on the inside, you must be born again. Um, that's the only way to start to make changes on your insides. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that means in Jesus Christ, he is a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. That means that you've repented of your sins and you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You put your trust in him, you depend upon him. And you look at him, look for him for the direction in your life. The second thing um, to do is to spend time with the makeover expert, who is God. In Psalm sixteen eleven, it says, "You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand." See, when we spend time with God, our insides become more and more and more gorgeous and handsome and beautiful and lovely because we start to take on the nature of God. Uh, the third thing, the first thing is you must be born again. The second thing is spend time with the makeover expert. And the third thing is read the right beauty book, which is the word of God. Uh, when we, when we uh, read the word of God and, and say the word of God, meditate on the word of God, it transforms us. It transforms us transforms us from the inside out. The fourth thing is to have the fruit of the Spirit working in your life. That's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, faithfulness. I think I got them all. And you say, well, how do you do that? It's by, the Bible calls them the fruit of the Spirit, or in other words, the, the result of having your life led by the Holy Spirit and walking by the Holy Spirit, being full of the Holy Spirit, those things will work on your life. And those things will be on your, in your life if you're led by the Holy Spirit. So if you have some of those things that are ugly on the inside, it's kind of like a, a thermometer or a barometer to you to tell you that, that something is not working right in your walk with the Lord. You need to, need to buckle down on some things. And then the absolute, positively, totally and completely hardest thing to do is number five, is to crucify your flesh. And what that means is the things that your body and your mind like to do that are not good, you have to stop them. You have to be uh, violent with them to, 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 you know, not do them. Like if you want to be angry at somebody and, uh, Lash out with, with harsh words. Crucifying your flesh means that you're not going to do it, even though everything in your in your whole nature wants to say something mean to a person. You just crucify your flesh and say, no, I'm not going to do that. In Colossians 3, verse 5, 
in the NIV, it says, put to death, and that's what I'm talking about, crucify, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself. See, we have to make a concerted effort, and it's not easy. Of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge in the image of its creator. So that's the hardest thing to do is crucify your flesh, put to death all those things that make us ugly and will be beautiful. You know, Audrey Hepburn, she uh, was a movie star that lived many years ago. She had uh, a little uh, thing that she said that, that I think is really good, and I'm going to read that. Read it. It says, For attractive lips, speak words of kindness. For lovely eyes, seek out the good in people. For a slim figure, share your food with the hungry. For beautiful hair, let a child run his or her fingers through it once a day. For poise, walk with the knowledge that you never walk alone. People, more than, more than things, have to be restored, renewed, revised, reclaimed, and redeemed. Never throw out anyone. Remember, if you ever need a helping hand, you will find one at the end of each of your arms. As you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands, one for helping yourself and the other for helping others. And I think that's a really good, those are some really good things to go by. Um, and one thing that I've also noticed is that, you know, speaking individually, uh, we have the ability to bring out the beauty in other people when we build them up, when we uh, give them compliments, when we reassure them, uh, when we uh, speak the word of God to them, we have the ability to raise people's heads up, help them stand taller, help them have a smile on their face. And you can bring out the beauty in other people. And I just encourage you to do that. In, in, you know, Do it for yourself, do it in yourself, and do it for other people too. So I hope you are encouraged by this today. Um, and remember that our, our looks are, are more important on the inside than on the outside. And so I want you to be encouraged with that today. And if you've never taken that first step, if you've never been born again, I just encourage you to do that today. Uh, as I said before, we repent of our sins and we take Jesus. We put our faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So if you'd like to do that, I'm going to pray with you right now. Father, we just ask that you would forgive us of our sins. We're sorry, Lord. We're sorry that we've we've uh, not turned to you before, and we ask you to forgive us. And Lord, we take Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior right now. We put our faith and our confidence and our hope and our trust in him. We thank you, Lord, that his death on the cross was sufficient to uh, bring us forgiveness of our sins. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you that we're now a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, you all have a good evening and just be blessed that uh, God wants you to be beautiful on the inside and that will show forth on the outside. Bye-bye.